lakes and fields, outdoor ramblings, outdoor ramblings, rambling about the outdoors with Milton and O'Neill, rambling about the outdoors with Milton and O'Neill. Hello, folks. I'm Milton Crabapple, and I'm here with my good friend O'Neill Williams, and welcome to another episode of Outdoor Ramblings, where we're just rambling around the outdoors, talking about all the fun things we've done and fun things you might like to do. And with that said, how you doing, O'Neill? I'm doing great, man. We've got something really good. I've got something I want to talk to you about. You and I have never much discussed. Ready? Well, I can't wait to hear what it is. Is it liquor making? <laughs> well, it's breakfast. No, not really. It's it's <laughs> it's hog hunting. Hog hunting. You ever do any hog hunting? I never I never talked to you about it. Well, I've been a time or two, you know, I never have gotten much into hog hunting. I never have killed one, but I had a shot at one one time. Okay. Well, uh, I want to talk a little bit about that today, among so many other things, but uh, the time of the year that it is and everything, you know, it, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. There's, let me see, I think I've got this right. There, there are 135 million fishing license holders in the United States. There's only 35 million hunting license holders, okay, because half of the year you can't hunt so but hog hunting's open year round and you are doing if you're a hog hunter it gives you a chance to get outside in the woods even in the summertime and you can hunt these critters and they deserve to be hunted they do don't they they do a lot of damage don't they from what i understand anyhow i think o'neill may be having a little trouble with his internet but until we get him back on here, I'll tell you, I've been watching folks hunt hogs for a long time and listening to them talk about hog hunting. There he is. He's back on the air yeah, now. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, people, it gives us gives us something else to lengthen the. Uh, if you if you rather go hunting than go fishing or whatever the case might be, that the hog hunting is going to allow you to do that. And if it's a landowner somewhere. They're going to be happy for you to come and get rid of them boogers. Uh, absolutely. Well, uh, hogs, that's, a not, that's an invasive species. That's not a natural anim, animal for North America. The Spanish brought them over into Florida when they found, founded Florida. They brought hogs with them, and there's escapees, and now they are everywhere. Yeah, same thing happened with them jalapenos when they brought them over here. Them things, everybody's, everywhere you look, folks trying to sell you jalapenos. Ain't that true? And you know, like I said, I never have been hog hunting, but I've seen people hog hunt. I've heard them talk about it. So tell us a little bit about how. Well, the, the thing that uh, it, it it's about hog hunting, it can be really reliable because it's it's legal in not during the deer season but when deer season is over when turkey season is over which is not allowed which does not allow you to bait whitetail deer and mule deer and bait turkeys and shoot them you can bait hogs 
and boy, they'll come running. They like that corn, don't they? So the, and so it's 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 reliable. It's great for uh, for to get some to get a child, get a youngster started in hunting. It's a terrific thing. It's not as good as squirrel hunting, but it's uh, hog hunting is is very special. And if you want to know the truth, to me, once you harvest hogs, not the great big monster four hundred pounders. But they, these ones that weigh 60, 70, 80 pounds, if you do that, that meat's good. It is good. You know, I went on a hunt one time and a guy shot one that must have not weighed weighed less than 20 pounds. It was a little old bitty thing. He shot it in the head with a 308. And then while we was hunting that afternoon, that next morning, his wife opened up a big old, one of them big old oil drum barbecue cookers and smoke that rascal in there that whole whole pig and that's the best that's the best pork i ever put oh, in oh absolutely night. absolutely there's two things that you want to do hog hunting you want to always shoot them close to the truck <laughs> all right and don't shoot the big ones shoot. well now, that's true now of course if you want to just get rid of them now for somebody uh, you know. yeah well here here's something that you know without getting too technical uh, I, I, as you can well imagine, I know a lot of people at the Department of Natural Resources. And those people, I like to talk to them because they're real smart and they know things that people like you and I, we don't know. We don't study things like that of that nature. Now, listen to this. Then, I, then, I gotta, then I'm going to change subjects. If you've got a male and a female adult hog and they mate, those two, they mate. In if the ones that in the first litter live, which is like ten or twelve hogs, and those ten or twelve hogs mate, and they have another litter in four months, five months, and that litter mates. So you've got three litters of hogs in 13 or 14 months. You go from two to 108. Yeah. That's amazing. It's amazing. So we need, we need to, that hog hunting needs to be part of the sportsman's lifestyle to me. You know, me and my crab apple went with a bunch of people about 20 years ago. Uh-huh. Over to Hawaii. And oh, we yeah? There, we was over there on on Oahu. That's that's where Honolulu is located. Yes, that, right. And we went on a little tour, you know, of the volcanoes, and then we went on a little, what they call a jungle tour, you know. Right. And this fellow was tell, telling us all about the plants. He said, now, y'all, I want you to be real quiet. I don't want anybody to say a word. I want you to be real quiet, and I want you to close your eyes and listen to the sounds of the jungle for just a minute, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay. So there was about 20 of us. Everybody closed their eyes. Nobody said a word. We just listened. He said, I want you to listen to the jungle. So I was listening. I was hoping I was going to hear Johnny Weissmiller hollering out there somewhere, you know, but I didn't. But we was listening to the jungle. 
And then he said, okay, I want you to describe what you heard. And everybody described. And he said, I want you to notice that nobody described hearing a bird. Oh. He said, there are no birds here. And he, he told us why. He said, because years and years ago, somebody introduced wild hogs over there. And he said, them hogs get in here in the jungle. And he said, they make wallers, you know, in the ground. Hog wallers, you know, they water right. them out of place and it gets wet and they lay in it and it gets bigger and bigger. So he said, there's all these wallers everywhere in the jungle. And he said, that breeds mosquitoes. And he said, the mosquitoes spread a disease that kills off the birds. Correct. And he said, so the birds are gone here in this jungle where we are now because of the hogs have exploded the mosquito population to the point where the mosquitoes wiped out the birds. How about that? Yeah. You know, I told you that I never had killed one, but I had a shot at one one time. Okay. Tell me about it. This fella took me hog hunting. He said, there's some big ones in here now. And I said, well, I want to kill a big one. I want one with them big tushers coming out of his mouth, you know, them big. That's what I wanted to get. So I sat there. I had my muzzle loader. I had my, my long full stock Southern Mountain rifle, 50 caliber. Had that thing all patched up and I was ready to go. And I was sitting at the base of a tree. And I hadn't been sitting there long. And I looked up and here comes something down through the wood. First, I thought it was a big black bear, O'Neill. That's how big it was. And this thing come down through there, walking just past me. I figured now, you know, I've, I'm pretty good with livestock telling about how much. Well, I figured this thing must have weighed seven or 800 pounds. Wow. He was, he was about, looked like eight feet long and must have stood five feet high at the shoulders. It looked like he had tushers coming out of his mouth. It looked like they were six or eight inches long. Beat all I ever saw. And he walked by me about... 15 yards away, just broadside, and he stopped, and I put it right on him. You know, they want you to shoot him right behind the ear. There's a little spot there. If you hit him there, it don't matter how big it is. Yeah, you got him. I put it right on him, but then I just decided not to shoot him, and I let him go. That's the – I don't like that story. Well, I I thought about it. I thought I might see a bigger one if I waited. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right yeah never did yeah you never did they're uh they're a a talented animal they are they 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 can smell like a black bear and they can hear like a turkey Mm -hmm. almost yeah all that i mean they they're hard to sneak up on something you know, the only, the only good thing about them is they make a lot of noise in the woods and you can hear them rascals if you're sneaking around out there. A lot of times. The, uh, uh, you, do you remember the story year ago, years ago about the, the, the hog that was killed down in South Georgia that supposedly weighed 1,000 pounds? Hogzilla. Hogzilla. Yes, sir. You remember him? Yeah, they went and the dug him up. They went and dug him up, didn't they? All right. Well, I'm going to tell you the story. You ready? Yes, sir. All right. That was that was on the property. Uh, well, I won't I won't use his name. It was a guy where I had been hunting before on his property down in uh, well, way down below Macon, way down below Warner Robins, way down South Georgia. And uh, he wanted me to come. You know, he wanted me to see this 
fit this hog that weighed a thousand pounds. Well, I got down there and they had already killed him. And they dug him up because he said he weighed a thousand pounds. Well, he didn't weigh that much. He weighed 750 pounds. But it was, he looked like a, he looked like an elephant. He was so big. I can't imagine. And that was just a, that was, that was a neighborhood hog that had got out of the pen because there's not enough food in the woods for a hog to feed wild and get that big. That thing came out of somebody's farm. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's probably a big old fat thing too. You don't see fat things in the woods, you know? Yeah. They don't call them razorbacks for nothing. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. I did hunt. I did go hunting one time and saw some of those. That's a different critter. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's yeah. got a big hump on his back, and his tail is not a curly tail. His tail looks like a horse tail. And you know they over in in great britain and over there they're big on that hog hunting you know they have them boar hunts on them big plantations and you yes. ever watch them folks i've watched them on some of them youtube videos where they'll be up in a platform you know and they got on a coat and a tie and everything <laughs> yes, else do. and a fancy rifle and one of them hogs will come running out of the woods and running across the road wide open i'm talking about and they'll shoot him they'll just roll him over them folks over there are good shots now. They, yeah, they got the dogs running the, running the hogs. I think they learned that from us back in the yeah. late 1700s. Must, must, must have been. Must have been a good shot, yes, sir. Anyway, if, if anybody that uh, wants to extend their hunting season to uh, some more wild game without turkey, uh, the turkey and deer season, hogs will work. So, so there's I, really... There's really two different ways to hunt them. One way is to just bait them up and sit there and wait on them. Another way right. is to slip around in the woods and listen for them. Yes. If you find fresh sign, because like I say, they're always snorting and squealing, snapping at each other and, you know, just poking each other with them tushes, I guess. Yeah. But they, 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 they make and a lot can, of noise. And you can tell if you're in a territory where there is a good population because they scrape the trees. They scrape the mud and the stuff off of their skin. I do by that rubbing too. up against trees. I do that too when I'm turkey hunting. I'll get to itching out there and I'll find me a good tree to rub up against. You that's know? exactly right. If you ever find a tree that's been rubbed on real good and it's got some little traces of camouflage cloth on it, you'll know that was me yeah, rubbing that, that tree. That means Milton's been there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, anyhow, so, so what what tip would you give somebody if they'd never been hog hunting and they wanted to wanted to try it? Do they go to public lands or they do they call? How do they find a place to go? They they're going to have to get on the internet and and tell people on the hunting sites that hey, I I'd like to start hog hunting. Would one of you guys take me hog hunting? You have to have somebody take you. You know, I, I have I had a fellow move up here a few years ago, and he was a bass fisherman. Uh-huh. And he moved up here, and he said he wanted to start fishing Lake Lanier to learn how to catch them stripers up there. He said, oh, boy, you want to go with me? I said, well, not till you figure it out. I don't. I said, I don't want to run all over the lake with you, and you don't know where you're going. I said, I want to go with somebody that knows where we're going and what we're going to do. 
And I said, if you want to learn how to catch them stripers on Lake Lanier, you got two choices. I said, you can spend the whole year running around on that boat trying to figure it out, or you can hire you a good guide. And then one morning, the guide will teach you everything you need to know about how to catch stripers on that lake. That's right. All you have to do is repeat what he does for you. Well, most of them, you know, we know some good guides up there, you know, like our buddy Ken, you know. Why, he'll spend all morning telling you everything he knows about how to catch fish. It's a real education, you know. Captain Darrell over there, if you want to catch catfish, he'll spend the whole morning teaching you everything you possibly ever could need to know about catching catfish. That's so it. With hog hunting, all you got to do is hire you a good guy, spend a little money, and go on one of these hog hunting places and kill you a nice big trophy hog and or two, and you'll learn everything you need to know, and then you can take that education onto the wildlife management areas of public land, and you'll you'll be a hog hunter. Oh yes, uh, if you if you understand it, uh, you know right next to me up here is what's called the the Dawson Forest. And that's 27,000 acres of open land, open mountains, and it's covered in hogs. Yeah. I see them. I see them a lot. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, O'Neill, I got to get out of here. My crab apples are hollering at me in there. She wants me to come pour some grease in the garbage can or something. I don't know what she wants me to do, but. Well, I, uh, yeah, if you're like you're like me, uh, Milton, I have to do everything. I know what you mean. I know what now. Before we leave, I want you. To, I know you've got a book or two, and I've read. Oh, okay, and, and they're good. I want you to tell folks how they can get your book. Well, okay, the book is called O'Neill Outside: Sixty-Five Years in the Outdoors, People and Places Along the Way. It's the trips that I took with people to Africa and Costa Rica and the farm pond down the road, and hog hunting, and turkey hunting, and deer hunting, and fishing all over the world. And I tell it, the book, you can get it on Amazon. Just order it on Amazon. You'll have it in a couple of days. And it's just, quite frankly, it's just, you know, it's just like having a conversation with O'Neill, just like you and I just did about hog hunting. That's what it's about. That's true. Hog hunting, bass fishing, striper fishing. And it's the things that I learned from guides and other people that understood how to go striper fishing, how to go bass fishing, how to go up the river for walleye and so on. So O'Neill outside. It's the only one. You can't miss it. It's a good one. I've read it. And you know what? I've re re constituted if you want to use that word my okay. my cds and oh. i've got one out there stir fried groundhog that may be my favorite one and that one's available now right there miltoncrabapple.com you can pick it up and listen to it and i got a special going if you get it and you listen to the whole thing and you don't like it i'll show you another <laughs> there you go you, you can't, can't pass beat, that up you can't beat that deal no you can't pass that up well, I got to get out of here, O'Neill. It's been nice talking to you again. And, folks, I'm glad you joined us. Stay tuned for the next episode and do me this favor. Wherever you go, whatever you do, remember this. Keep your nose to the wind and your eyes along the skyline. If you ever hear somebody yell, low bird, don't forget to duck. <laughs> you we'll got you it. Time. That's a good thing to remember. Outdoor ramblings, outdoor ramblings. Rambling around the woodlands, the rivers, lakes, and fields. Out-
about the outdoors with Milton and O'Neill. Rambling about the outdoors with Milton and O'Neill.